are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. A good Monday show for you. We've got a lot to cover. It is finale night for The Bachelorette. Jeez, we're already here. We're also going to talk about what's been going on on Big Brother. We had two. We had an episode last night of Big Brother. We also had an episode of The Challenge. We're going to cover both of those as well. Just a lot to get to here between Bachelorette finale, Big Brother, and the challenge as, once again, I was spoiled on Big Brother without even trying to look for spoilers. Man, this sucks. Anyway, we'll get to that momentarily. So first off, let me just say this regarding the Bachelorette finale tonight. I've had a couple of you email me from the Baltimore or Washington, D.C. area. Unfortunately for you people, you're not going to get to watch the Bachelorette finale live tonight because... Preseason NFL football takes precedent over the Bachelorette finale. Ravens are playing the Commanders tonight. It's on ABC locally. Nationally, it isn't. But locally, yes. And I know a lot of you are complaining like, I can't believe it's a preseason game. I can tell you this. NFL football is king in this world when it comes to ratings and television and eyeballs. Even if it's preseason football, as shitty as preseason football is, I guarantee you, Ravens Commanders tonight way outdraws the Bachelorette finale. That's why they're airing it on ABC. So I don't know when people in Baltimore and D.C. are going to be able to watch the finale. Maybe it's going to air at like 1 a.m. tonight after the game is over. I have no idea. But if you're in Baltimore or Washington, D.C., check your local listings because it's not on ABC tonight, the finale of the Bachelorette. It's Ravens Commanders. So unless you have access to get another city's ABC affiliate, you're not going to be able to watch in real time tonight. So I'm sorry about that, all DCites and Baltimoreans. Is it Baltimoreans? If you're from Baltimore, you're Baltimorean? That sounds right, right? Yeah. I don't know. If you're from DC, what do you call you guys? It's probably not DCites. DCians. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so here's, as we go into the finale tonight, we're all very aware that the spoiler's been out there for, I think, about the last month is when I put it out there, that that Doughton and uh, Charity are engaged. I'm sure you saw my tweet and Instagram story uh, on Friday. Thanks to an eagle-eyed reader, People Magazine had a story on Friday about Jesse Palmer making an announcement that he and his wife are expecting a child. Great story. If you click on it, looking at it on your phone... As you scrolled down the story, there was a picture. However, it wasn't from anything involving Jesse and or his wife. It was a picture of Dotton down on one knee proposing to charity straight from the final rose ceremony. So, unfortunately, some intern probably got canned over the weekend at People because they gave away charity's ending for those that are unspoiled. The only other time I remember that happening was I believe ABC.com spoiled Ari's season by, oh God, what did they do? I want to say they showed us the ring on Becca's hand. It was something like that. Uh, People that follow this stuff way more closely than I do probably remember the answer to this, but I'm almost positive ABC.com literally spoiled um, Becca's hand with a ring on it like the weekend before the finale, just like this was spoiled on (laughs) people.com. 
And, you know, by the time I went and looked at the article, it was already gone. So it was only up for a short time, and somebody just happened to catch it, took a screenshot of it, put it into, I think it was a Facebook group, and then someone in the Facebook group sent it to me, and I put it out there on Twitter and Instagram. And so, yeah, I mean, if you didn't believe the the spoiler uh, about Doughton, then you've got your proof now because outside of pretty much Andy's season, Anytime I do give you the season-ending spoiler of who chose who and if they're engaged or not, I've never been able to back it up with any evidence or proof without, obviously, outing a source, and I'm never going to do that. I just say, here it is, uh, based on information I was told by sources. This time, you have proof. There's Dotton <laughs> on a knee proposing to Charity. You could be like, well, what if uh, when he was down on a knee, Charity said no? She didn't. Period. End of story. Let's move on. Now... Here's something that I'm still kind of, I don't know, questioning, shaking my head at. We talked about this last week. Last Tuesday, in the press release for this episode tonight, it said, among other things, just six words, The Bachelor makes his debut on the After the Fauna Rose tonight. At no point has anybody in the franchise, since that posting on a random press release that ABC sends out every week, there's been no mention by anybody in the franchise, whether it's by Jesse Palmer, whether it's by Robert Mills, whether it's by anybody, whether it's by ABC just making any sort of announcement. I do find it weird. Maybe we are going to get the announcement of the next Bachelor tonight during the After the Final Rose. I find it weird that they haven't given this any hype whatsoever. We know we're going to get a shot and we're going to get a preview of Bachelor in Paradise, but they do that all the time on the Bachelorette finale. So that's nothing new. It's not like whoever they name the Bachelor, if it is being named tonight, that would overshadow or get overshadowed or Bachelor in Paradise would overshadow the Bachelor announcement. I'm just very surprised that there's been no announcement whatsoever outside of six words in a press release last Tuesday saying the Bachelor makes his debut. So your guess is as good as mine. Maybe we will get the Bachelor announcement tonight. I just find it very, I just, I can't remember the last time they had a Bachelor announcement and they never said, hey, coming up tonight, we're having, we're going to name you our next Bachelor. We're going to tell you who our next Bachelor is. Somebody, Robert Mills would put it out there in a tweet or Jesse Palmer would say something. It's just very, very bizarre that they haven't promoted it. And you'd be like, well, it's kind of early, right? Well, it's a month away. They're going to start filming where they always do, right around a little past the halfway point of September is when we usually start filming for The Bachelor because it ends right before Thanksgiving. So I don't know. I don't know why they haven't announced it. Um, we still don't even have a start date for Bachelor in Paradise or Golden Bachelor. My guess is when we get the preview for Bachelor in Paradise Season 9 tonight during the After the Final Rose I'm sure once the preview is done, Jesse will say, come join us, you know, starting whenever. Remember, Bachelor in Paradise is going to be on Tuesdays. Golden Bachelor is going to be on Mondays, but we know that won't start until at least the first, the earliest, the first week of October. Because one, they're not done filming it. And two, you've got those back-to-back -back weeks of September 18th and September 25th where Monday Night Football is on ABC. So it makes no sense to start Golden Bachelor on September 11th and then take two weeks off and come back on, what, it, what would it be, uh, October 1st or October 2nd? What is that first Monday in October? It's the 2nd. 
So, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So my guess is the earliest we're going to see Golden Bachelor, earliest start date is October 2nd. Technically, you could start Bachelor in Paradise next week because it's on Tuesdays. But, again, no promotion whatsoever. Usually they give you a date if we've known for a while. And I'm surprised we haven't heard anything in regards to Bachelor in Paradise and when their start date is. Is it going to start on the 29th? I don't know. I seems kind of early. So if they want to run it at the same amount of time as Golden Bachelor, with Golden Bachelor on Monday nights and Bachelor in Paradise on Tuesday nights, and they start the same week, then it looks like we're going to have a good five weeks off of Bachelor programming from now until beginning of October. But I, I just don't know. They haven't told us how many episodes there's going to be of Bachelor in Paradise and no start date. I'm guessing we'll get a start date tonight, at least for that. And maybe also we'll get a start date on Golden Bachelor. But, you know, I, I've laid it out there for you. The Golden Bachelor isn't starting any earlier than October 2nd. It's just impossible. It would make no sense to do that. So let's look forward to that tonight because tonight's going to be obviously finale night. Um, they are going to have a final three rose ceremony. It does look like Aaron did get an overnight date, which is what I was told very early on on this. I was doubted on it. And that's where it all screwed up for me. Because when I was told Aaron had an overnight date, I didn't necessarily, why would my mind immediately go to, oh, but I bet he's eliminated at four and comes back and she gives him a chance and gives him an overnight date. Because it's never happened, what, in the history of the show? <laughs> it hasn't. I don't remember anybody getting eliminated at four and then still getting an overnight date. I don't remember that ever happening. So um, that's what had me all screwed up in terms of not being able to nail down that final three. I always knew that Aaron got an overnight date. And considering he's at the final three rose ceremony, certainly looks like he gets one tonight, right? And then for the uh, finale, as you know, Aaron will get eliminated at the final three rose ceremony. Doton, uh, Doton and Joey are your final two. And there you go with, um, uh, as we know, Doton is uh, engaged to charity and we'll finally get to see them as a public couple tonight. All right. Got a lot of thoughts about Big Brother. And right off the bat, I can just tell you, once again, spoiled. Not only spoiled on Friday, excuse me, frog in my throat. Not only was I spoiled on Friday about who won the HOH, I was told who the noms were. And then Saturday, I find out who won Power of Veto, and what the plan is. So if you do not want to know about Power of Veto or you don't want to know about who won HOH last night because you haven't watched, then skip ahead a few minutes. I'll give you a little, I'll give you three seconds. Three, two, one. So again, I don't go looking for spoilers. I've stayed off the live feeds, but it is literally impossible. Like I can't even be on my phone. Because it happened on TikTok, and then just as I'm scrolling Instagram, there is an Instagram account called Big Brother Spoilers, and literally, it's just a giant picture of the person who won HOH with the giant letters HOH next to their face, and then the person who won Power of Veto with a giant POV next to their face. I don't follow that account, yet I'm scrolling and I found it. So now I'm going to have to block that account so it never shows up again when I'm scrolling my Instagram feed. But as you know, last night, Felicia won HOH. And they're going to backdoor. They're going to try to backdoor Heisem. 
So she puts up um, Cameron and Jag. Now, one of the questions that I brought up on Friday was the whole thing about backdooring. I was like, does it make sense or why would you do it? Does it matter if you let Heisem know now? And as a lot of you explained to me, uh, you were right, and I just didn't put any thought into it, which was by telling Heisem and putting him on the block and putting him up for nomination, now he has a one-in-six chance of getting himself power of veto and taking himself off of nominations. If you don't nominate him, then he's got a – so obviously with can't, with a Felicia can't uh, appear in the power of veto – and Cameron can't, um, and then Cameron and um, Jag are already in it, so that leaves ten people left for three spots. So basically, by not putting Heisum up as a nomination, now Heisum has a three in ten chance, a thirty percent chance of getting chosen to compete in Power of Veto. To to get to a one in six chance of actually winning it. So yes, it makes way more sense to not nominate him and not just say like, okay, well, you got a one in six chance. If you nominate him, you know he's got a one in six chance. By not nominating him, he has a 30% chance to have a one in six chance. So makes all the sense in the world. I don't know if he was picked for power of veto. I just know he didn't win. It went to Jag. So the plan, as of right now, obviously things can change, but the plan is they're taking uh, Jag's going to take himself off the block and Felicia's going to put Heisem on. And Heisem's going to be blindsided, and everyone in the house is going to vote for Heisem. I'm assuming that's the way it works, and it probably should. That's what everyone's saying they want to do. I'm sure the editing on Thursday's episode will make you think that's not the what's going to happen, and they're going to have they're going to backtrack or whatever. But I, I feel pretty solid in thinking that if Sari and Izzy and Felicia are so adamant about getting Heisem out, then you've got everyone in the handful wanting him out as well. He gone. He's definitely gone. There, it's just there's no way he's not, you know. But and and if he isn't gone, then they made a big mistake because he's already shown he's a comp beats. He's already won three competitions. You got to get him out of there. Not to mention he's a total jerk to most people in the house. Just maybe not a jerk, but you know what I'm saying. He comes across very very heavy to a lot of people. The mat issue. This was brought to my attention. There seems to be some conspiracy going on from the power of veto competition that he appeared in, you know, with the turntables and all that on Wednesday. And I've never seen this again. I'm only four seasons into uh, Big Brother. I've only watched since season 21. But every time there's been a power of veto and it's something where it's timed and whoever has the fastest time wins, they usually show everybody's time there, right? I, I don't think I've ever seen them say, oh, here's the top three finishers. Well, Matt didn't finish in the top three, but I was people are wondering, wait, why wasn't Matt's time shown? And they're saying it's a conspiracy because the show screwed him over. Even though they made all these changes to accommodate Matt, they said that that one, for whatever reason, Matt basically timed out and they didn't want it to look like he got screwed over because he can't hear. And it was mostly a hearing competition. And that's why they only showed you the top three times. But maybe... People who are diehard Big Brother fans can correct me. Have they ever only shown the top three times when there's six people competing in a competition? I mean, I in the four seasons that I've watched, I've always noticed that everybody that competes, we see what their time was. And it kind of lends some credence to this conspiracy theory 
that production screwed over Matt, but they didn't want the public to see that Matt timed out. So we'll see. It's probably not going to be addressed, but if, if this is the real thing, if someone can fill me in on that, I'd appreciate it. But, yeah, I think this is a really, really easy vote. You have to do – I mean, that's all they talked about last night. Once Jag wins the power of veto, he's going to take himself down. I, I just can't imagine Felicia turning around and being like, no, I'm going to put up Matt. You know, it wouldn't be good for her game. They all want Heisem out. What's going to change? Uh, is Heisem going to beg? Is Heisem going to mind screw them and manipulate them into being like, oh, no, 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 you got to go after them. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't see that happening. Heisem is the target. They've said it all week. They Everything that they needed to happen happened. Jag wins POV. He's going to take himself down. Put Heisem up, and he's gone. Everyone's going to vote for Heisem over Cameron. I don't even think it's an, an issue. And we also got the challenge uh, last night, another episode. And this is something I forgot to talk about on thir- on Friday's podcast because it was on Thursday's show which was Bananas and Pauly facing off in the arena. And look, I don't want to know spoilers for the challenge. And I watch the season previews, but I don't dissect them. However, Bananas was in the previews a lot. And there were times where I saw Bananas in the previews where not even having to pause it and take a screenshot of it and memorize it, just I saw Bananas in the preview and by Thursday's episode, I was like, well, he's clearly not losing to Pauly because I saw him in the previews competing in things and doing things that we haven't even seen yet on the show. So I already knew he was going to win. I didn't know how. But, you know, when they slowed it down and they're like, Pauly had the last ball. If he hits it, Bananas is going to be done because the fire is going to burn under Bananas ice block. And he's definitely going to fall before Pauly will. So I already knew that, oh, well, Polly's clearly going to miss because there's no way Banana's winning, not winning this arena battle against Polly. I did think it was interesting that they showed Polly in confessional talking about, um, you know, his anger issues and why he was so triggered in the past. And he's gone to therapy and, you know, thinking about whether he liked men and women. And that was like weird because it just they, they covered it and then it just was never brought up again. And then Friday on People.com and, you know, Paulie put it on his Instagram account that he has, you know, come out as bisexual. So good for him. And, you know, I hope that he changes his behavior uh, that he has had in the past because he's been very problematic in some of the things that he said, both in Big Brother and in the challenge. And he's always been a hothead. So hopefully and and this is a guy that hasn't been on the show in five years i mean there was definitely some stuff behind the scenes where production basically said we don't we're not putting you on anymore and so i don't know if he just kind of sweet talked them and kind of said what he needed to say to get cast again i don't know anything behind the scenes there i just know that paulie hasn't been on the show for five years and there was a reason for that it's not because I don't think he ever wanted to compete. And all of a sudden, after five years, he's like, yeah, you know what? I'm ready. I, I, I don't think that. I think he would have taken other seasons if they wanted him and production didn't. Now they did. So I don't know what he said. I don't know what he did. All I know is I hope he's happy. And I hope his behavior that he looks back on on his past on Big Brother and in the challenge changes because of it. But I knew he, I knew he wasn't beating Bananas in that arena final because 
there's so many clips of bananas in the previews for the season that hadn't even happened yet. Now, the challenge last night, I understand, again, that the rookies want to go after the vets. And, you know, they throw in Amanda. And because they really want to get her out. I'm just, unless I pause the TV while they're doing the voting and talking about who wants to vote out who, I get, I'm just getting so confused on who is on what side outside of obviously the vets, you know, Wes, Bananas, Amanda, Tori. But I'm just, I'm, I'm so confused on who's going where and then what alliances are, I, I, I don't even, I'm confused on where the hell Michelle stands with everything. I thought she had that all girl alliance and then she doesn't and they call her out on, so confused, but going forward, I I think we're going to have a lot more double eliminations in the arenas because they start certainly start going to get rid of I mean once the six vets join they have 24 people on this show. And I think this only runs for 12 episodes. I mean, if you're only eliminating one an episode, you're never going to get there with only 12 episodes. So you have to have a bunch of double eliminations. But I thought last night was a good episode. Luis and Chris uh go in to the arena Chris beats him um, on that basically tug of war, except it's a different device that they're holding. It was look like a, a weight that you would have at the gym. And then Desi beats Amanda. You know, I, I find Amanda entertaining. She's a shit talker for sure. She's entertaining to me, but <laughs> her mouth definitely bites off more than it can chew. Because she talks shit every year. And as far as I know, like, I don't have all the statistics. I know people out there in the challenge world probably do. But has Amanda ever even run a final? If she has, was she even close? It's like she talks a lot of shit. I think her her whole game is let me just get under people's skin. But if she ever has to perform at the highest level, no. Just not happening. She was never going to beat Desi in a million years unless Desi literally... Unless that thing just slipped out of Desi's hand, you know, because that was a pure 